Ahoy! I'm Combinatious Hunter. Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me Jay. And welcome to Hero Story Episode 90. I remember the name, or the number this time. I'm already messing this up. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, A Hero Story is a podcast all about comic books, superheroes, and superhero stuff. Where we talk all things DC and Marvel, ranging from live action to video games to mostly comic books. Uh, since we're in a quarantine life right now, our episode format's going to change a little bit here and there. Usually, we go over all the news of the week, which usually there is quite a bit of news going from either live action or comic book solicitations. After that, we go over the comics of the week. But now, ever since uh, Rick Grimes went into a coma here, we don't really have that available to us. So, we're kind of spitballing here. We took a week off, and we thought of a ton of topics we could do for the podcast. So, it lasted us a few weeks, and we came up with quite a few, actually. Anything you want to add? Yeah, yeah, no, a little bit. It's a little tough, a little bit of a uh, come up with these topics, but uh, we're trying to see, and we want to keep you guys entertained during this time period, and we want to keep ourselves entertained, of course. So, uh, yeah, I hope you like some of the topics that we come up with over the next few weeks. Yeah, so this episode, we're not fully talking about certain comics and whatnot. Instead, it's going to be more so movies. But before that, we're going to have like a little hero story time. <laughs> I thought of that two weeks ago, that line, yeah. and I wrote it down, so I got to see it. That's good, that's good. I'm glad you wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to A Hero Story Time, where we will tell stories that we have both experienced meeting other people in the comic book industry, whether that be actors playing roles in superhero movies, or comic book writers, or comic book artists, just our experience of meeting these people, and what our experiences are, what our hero stories are. We're not heroes, but these people may play or write or draw heroes in this case. So, uh, you want to start with someone that you met in the industry? Yeah, I can start. So, I met uh, the first comic creator that I ever met was uh, Mark Guggenheim, who um, most people know as like the top guy in the Arrowverse. Uh, he was like a runner for Arrow in the early years and having like a bigger role once the Arrowverse expanded. But he also wrote comic books for a little bit. Um, he actually recently did an X-Men series, which I think was X-Men Gold, I want to say. Um, okay. And he wrote he wrote for The Flash, Past Man Alive, with the last few issues of that, Bart Allen's Death. Um, so I was going through my college email one day, and uh, I saw, I, you know, I usually just delete, 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 delete. There's a lot of stuff that I don't need to see. And uh, there was one for a meetup with a writer who was an alumni of the school. And I was like, oh. That's weird. And when I saw the I was like, whoa, that's the Arrowverse guy. That's weird. He went to college. Like, that's dope. So uh, it was like a sign-up thing. So I signed up, and I ended up uh, – it was like kind of like a raffle for who gets tickets. So I ended up getting tickets to it. I mean, it was only like a, like maybe 10 or 15 people there. And he did like a talk about writing and, you know, what he did with his degree here and all that. And, uh, yeah, where I talked to him for a little bit about Flash. He was, like, taking, like, questions for most of the time. So I, everyone's hitting him with questions about the Arrowverse, and I just kept asking questions about comic books. I was like, did you want to kill Bart Allen? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was he was extremely nice. And, uh, yeah, answered all my questions. So I got some insight information about uh, Flash the Fast Man Alive, which I posted at the time. Uh, he told me stuff like, um, he basically had four. They told him you're on for four issues, and you're killing him in the fourth one. So do what you will. So you know there was a uh, interesting thing. He writer and, uh, and I picked what I'm after, which is one of the worst pictures of myself, by the way. I, I uh, was about like two months overdue for a haircut, so so much hair on my head, and not not a great day for me. But I've blown up a little bit since then. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it was really cool. He was the first. He was the first comic creator I ever met, and he signed my issue of Flash: The Fast Man Alive for thirteen. 
which is Bart Allen's death, which I is the first comic that ever got signed. Nice. Awesome. I've met a few comic book writers and artists throughout my thug life, but one that probably <laughs> meant the most to me was Sam Humphreys, who I spent probably the most time with. It was at a Calgary Comic Con 2017, I want to say. Yeah, it was 2017 because it was right when he was done his Green Lantern run. Maybe it was 18. It was a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I went and uh, he was signing <laughs> comics at the time. And I, I kind of walked by him at one point. There was a huge line of people. And it was like also 10 a.m. And he was there all day. So I'm like, okay, I'll come back later. And when maybe there's a bit less of a line and get him to sign something. So I went around the con. I went, came back a few hours later and there's no one in line. And he was just kind of sitting there uh, just talking to uh, David Finch, who was also there, who was a Batman artist. Uh, so I went up to him and went, when I brought some comics, I'm just like, oh, hey, uh, I'm a big fan of your Green Lantern run. And it was like those typical, like kind of awkward first time meeting someone. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he was super nice and he started signing my comics and I took out, uh, ju- or Green Lantern number 15, I believe it is, which yeah, is the day in the life of Jessica yeah, Cruz. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was probably the most famous one that he did about Jessica Cruz and anxiety. And that was one of the ones that I wanted him to sign. And he started talking about how that issue he rewrote like three times and it meant so much to him. And he was so glad that DC accepted that he wanted to do a one shot featuring just living life as Jessica. And so we started talking on from that. And then we started talking about in the in, how he got in the industry. Uh, he started telling me stories about uh, challenges he's faced and kind of how you have a lot of plans for a character. But all of a sudden, oh, no, you're off the book. You're going to be writing Nightwing instead. And he's like, ah, what do I do? So he a lot of like time constraints, but he loves the he loves the job still. And then he started talking to me about how uh, I was just like, oh, I kind of want to be in this industry as maybe like a writer or artist. And he started telling me like, oh yeah, you gotta do you gotta do it, man. You just gotta keep going for it. And he was super nice. I ended up talking to him for like an hour long. It was just me and him pretty much the whole time. And my girlfriend oh, wow. was with me, and we were just asking questions when because she's a big Green Lantern fan as well. And she had him sign a few. Yeah, books. that's cool. But yeah, I was with him for like an hour, and then occasionally people come by and be like, oh, Sam Humphreys, uh, sign my book. And then you sign it, and then they walk away, and then we go back to our conversation. It was really interesting. Like, I felt like asking, like, hey, you want to hang out next week? <laughs> Even though he's like flying back to LA afterwards. <laughs> but it was just like, such, he's such a chill dude. Right now he's writing uh, Harley Quinn. I think that's the only book he's writing right now. He was uh-huh. writing Dial H for Hero. I don't know what's still going on. And he is has a huge role on... Um, uh dc dc daily right? yeah dc daily that's it uh so he's one of the hosts of that so mm-hmm. yeah he's a really chill guy and i really enjoyed meeting him yeah that's my little yeah that, that, yeah that sounds awesome uh sam seems like a nice guy i remember you i remember when you met him uh when you had posted about that and he like, commented on your it was really cool yeah he's the yeah. really down-to-earth guy which is uh, really awesome to see yeah he's super chill i hope he writes a book soon so, that i would read <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the next person that I met is, or not the next person, like in order, but school likes to have is when I met Tom King. Um, for those who follow me, you saw when I posted my uh, Tom King uh, art. Um, so I went to the con and I saw his line. Um, right, actually, I saw him set up. Him and Clayman set up at the booth. So I was like, oh, awesome. and like they literally just got to the booth. So this. Is- saw them set up at the booth so i i uh like knelt down like maybe like t- five or ten feet away from the booth so i could get the comics out of my book bag and uh I, I grabbed the comics out of my bag i put the bag back on my back and then i like go to stand right in front of their booth and then i turn to the right and i see a huge line and I'm like oh no <laughs> the lines to the side 
<laughs> I thought that I was, you know, first in line. Turns out I was like 100th in line because <laughs> it wrapped all the way around to the side. You're so right. I walked over to the back of the line. I walked over to the back of the line like, oh, man. So I waited online for what ended up like probably like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes. It was a long time online because um, King was doing a lot of doodles. So and Clay Man was also doing some uh, small doodles. So um, I, I get to the finally the front of the line. I was I was talking with a guy that was next to me. I mean, the, I think the great thing about Comic Cons is like everyone there likes the same stuff. So, you know, me and this guy were able to talk, you know, we're both on the Tom King line. So I think we were both talking about Tom King's Batman for an hour. You know, it was cool. Um, but when I got to the front of the line, finally, I was like, all right, yeah, this is awesome. So I, I got there. I had, uh, the blank cover for this Tom King sketch. I had, uh, oh, what was the other one I had? What was oh, the issue? Oh, detective cover? comics. Number 1000. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Batman. Number one blank. Okay. The, the Batman number one blank. It was yeah, from, really. um, I, I went to my comic shop and I, yeah. Cause I, I didn't buy any, uh, books, so I knew the next week so i went to my local comic shop and i was like hey do you guys have any blank covers by any chance and uh he was like oh let me look in the back so he goes to the back and he's like oh i got one from batman number one i was like oh actually perfect <laughs> so i was like oh sweet and uh yeah like, literally could not have lined up better so i was like oh sweet so i uh i went i went to the con right i had the detective comics 1000 i also had heroes in crisis number one because I figured Clay Man's there as well, so I could at least get him to sign something. While you know, I don't want to. I thought it'd be kind of awkward to just stand there like, "Hi, Tom." Um, but their <laughs> rule was uh, for for the, for the free signing, it was had to be two issues, and and after that, you had to pay for each issue. So I was like, "Oof, gotta go uh, strategically." So I was like, "All right, I got the blank, and I'll do the t- Detective Comics number one thousand because I was also going to meet Pete Tomasi there, and I wanted to get them both to sign it." So. Um, I, I only got those two uh, signed, and I got the obviously the blank drawn. Uh, it was really cool. Tom was a nice guy. So, uh, hey, Tom, my favorite characters are Dick and Molly. And he was like, oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> which was, like, hilarious to me. So, I so um, Dick he, and I I like, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I was like, hey, um, for the doodles you usually draw like you know man but is there any chance you could draw dick and wally since they're my favorites so he's like uh yeah let me see what i can work up so he's like going ham in the doodle and it did feel kind of awkward like having clay man nothing i'm like uh, you know if i had to sign i would love you to sign <laughs> gotta choose strategically here but I, I was talking to clay a little bit like i was like oh clay i love your art like you know that art, uh, i was talking about the flower page in heroes in crisis with wally yeah. I was like, oh, that page is so beautiful. You know, I'm sure he hears that a hundred times, but it's like, it was so awesome. So uh, Tom finishes my drawing and it's um, it's the Wally and Dick sketch that I posted on my Instagram. Um, for those who haven't seen it, it's uh, <laughs> it's w- w- Wally West with dead eyes and, uh, D- and Dick Grayson with like a bullet going through his head while Batman is standing there and, and Batman has a speech bubble and it says, Tom makes me sad. <laughs> so it's it's an all-time great drawing and I, and I was like wow this could have come out better thank you so he signed that and he signed my detective i was like okay thanks so much uh tom uh he, he was really cool about it like you know he wasn't he wasn't like you know full of himself he was like you know he said oh i'm sorry when i said those are my favorite characters so i thought you know he's pretty funny and uh yeah i love the sketch that he ended up doing and he did the sketch for free but they had like a donation box that he set up um which is like you know, I do these drawings for free, but if you could put some money in the donation box, you know, it's appreciated. So it, it goes to like some charity. So I uh, threw something in there and I thought it was a really cool experience. So yeah, I met Tom King. He made me a doodle. And it's a one of a kind doodle because no one will ever have the same thing. Yeah, that's true. 
it's probably worth a quite a bit too, despite being a terrible drawing. I mean, he's a writer, yeah. not a not an artist. <laughs> yeah, they're they're stick. That's what I would do as a writer as well. They're they're stick figures and they're hilarious. But uh, yeah, I, I love them. Yeah, I like that a lot actually. I kind of want to if I ever got to meet Tim Kong, Tom King, which I hope I do one day. I probably get a blank cover to get him to draw if I could find one. I'm shocked that oh oh it's so it's so worth it. I was shocked that my store had one too, but it's so to get the sketch. Just like, how often are you good for? Yeah, I mean, it so won't... I was like, All right, yeah, I got to do it. <laughs> it won't look good, but it's great to have. So yeah. Oh, I... I I love it though. Like it's it's like out of my like when we did the Untouchable Six, it's definitely my Untouchable Six. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot we all did that one day. It was like almost a year ago. I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, okay. My next guy, I'll do another uh, writer here. Was or I mean, artist. Moving on. Was Jim Lee, and this was right before he got the promotion to uh, whatever he is now. It was, he was just when he was an artist. This was like three years ago. Uh, I met Jim Lee at, uh, this was Edmonton Expo, I believe, uh, 2018, 2017. It was a year. Again, I, apparently I'm bad at remembering when I got these. But uh, I met Jim <laughs> Lee, and uh, I wasn't planning on, I didn't really know what it was going on for him. I thought it was just like, I'm like, I met Sam Humphreys, I met David Finch, I met these writers and artists before. You just kind of walk up to them and get them you to sign something. So I didn't know how serious this was. But I guess because it's Jim Lee, who everyone really knows, uh, it's a bit more serious. He had, like, security guards and everything. So I get in line, and it's not just uh, that. Oh, wow. He signs three comics, Max, and uh, he signs a poster, too, that he just gives you. And you take a picture with him. So it's, like, a little thing. And it's quick, too. Like, you're not with him very long. So I get in line... And I was in line for maybe like 30 minutes or so, but I was, I didn't know you got to get a picture with him. I thought you'd have to pay extra for that, but no, you just take, it's kind of comes with the cost of meeting him, which I know this might sound mm-hmm. not worth it to many of you, but it was about a hundred dollars for this all. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought of like, it's Jim Lee and I don't live in a very well-known city. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta. Not many people know of that place. I don't, JD. Have you ever even heard of this before you met me, Edmonton? I, I've heard of Edmonton. I'm not too familiar oh, okay. with Canada, but I have heard of Edmonton before. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was well known or not. I mean, it's not the biggest city, but Jim Lee was coming. I was like, this is insane. Like, this is huge. So I, uh, I ended up spending the money for it, and a lot of people did. Uh, he was right next to a booth with uh, Rob Leefield, who helped create Deadpool, who also had a big line for, for some reason. I don't really like Rob. Who also has you blocked on Instagram? Yeah, he, he blocked me on Instagram. I don't like Rob Leefield. We've had our we've had our internet fights before, but that's a story for another time. Uh, but Jim Lee was basically uh, I was uh, I do cosplay and I go to children's hospitals dressed as Spider Man here and there. So this was a comic convention. People dress up, so I dressed as Spider Man, and I met Jim Lee dressed as Spider Man. So I mean, he worked with Marvel before, but he is more so known as a DC guy. But I got my picture with him. He's way shorter than I thought he was. Uh, because he was in a chair when he was signing. Yeah, he's, books. Isn't he like five two or something like that? He's a hobbit. Like he's so short, but it's it's nice. <laughs> it's, like I didn't expect that because I'm also a tall guy. I'm six foot three. So he's sitting in a chair and he signs my books and then he gets up to get the picture. I'm like, oh wow, that's <laughs> not much of a difference. But I love Jim Lee, so it, I was just so happy the whole time. I got him to sign uh, my Batman Hush trade hardcover, which is the first trade I've ever had. That's a superhero comic. So it kind of meant a lot to me. Uh, and I got him to sign. I was trying to find like more Jim Lee things, but a lot of stuff I have are like 
old Batman issues where they're random numbers. Well, not, I want to find like a number one issue. So I got him to sign Suicide Squad uh-huh. Rebirth one shot that he did, like before the series actually started. Because mm-hmm. apparently it, the, the one shots are worth quite a bit. So I'm like, oh, I'll get him to sign this. And uh, then Action Comics 1000, which I got him to sign. And he signed in a golden ink and it looks beautiful. Because I got the Jim Lee cover for that too. Yeah. So yeah, I got my picture and I shook his hand back when Chicken Hand was legal and got my poster, which I still haven't hung up for some reason. I'm trying to find a frame, but it's a really big poster of, uh, it was just as a first look at Rebirth, like kind of like all the characters. I was was about to say, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen this poster. Um, Have you posted it before? I don't know if I have. I'll post on my story though, because I have it on me. Basically, so he had a few options available. It was, uh, remember when Rebirth was first shown, how it was like the banner and it was like a ton of characters. It's like the Trinity, yeah. then Damien and John and Wally. Yeah, like Wa- Wallace Kid Flash is like given like the uh, like the metal symbol and all that. Yeah, exactly. So you he had like solo posters of each of those characters. And you got to pick one and then you sign it for you. So I mm-hmm. picked a uh, Batman just because I, I like Batman. I like his Batman the best. That's his, my favorite character yeah. that he draws. So I picked that one and he draws a rebirth suit really quick. And then I yeah. was gone, and oh, that whole experience, outside being in line, was maybe like a minute long. <laughs> Not even, but I was like, oh, hey, Jim, I'm a big fan. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks for appreciating my work, and I love doing what I do, and it was awesome. So, yeah, that's my Jim yeah, story. Yeah, that sounds like a really a really uh, positive experience. <laughs> it was. I, I Like, it was $100, but I walked out smiling, and I still have, I like, I want to get Action Comics 1000 framed. I actually have a frame for it, but... I lent my Action Comics 1000 to a friend who was going to WonderCon, and he was going to get Bendis to sign it for me, but then WonderCon was canceled, so he still has it at the moment. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, you gotta get that. You gotta make sure you get that back. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it back. I'm sure. But yeah, that's my Jim Lee experience. You have another person you met? Yeah. So uh, I met. Um, this one's not as big a person, but to me it was really cool. I met the Young Justice artist Todd Nock, who um, you've probably seen him on Instagram before. He does uh, live streams a lot, and he does a lot of like puppet art. He's really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Young Justice. It's a very special run to me. So uh, meeting him was like very cool. I had actually previously before the con had talked to him on Instagram before. So I remember asking him, like, oh, you're going to be at this con? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm going to be there, too. And he's like, oh, make sure you stop by the booth. So I was like, oh, this is, like, sick. So uh, <laughs> when when I uh, went, went up to his booth, I was, like, kind of nervous because he was, like, drawing away because he was doing, like, his commissions and stuff for the con. Yeah. So I was kind of just like, uh, I was like, hi, Lincoln <laughs> passing. And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? Uh, I was like, um, no, I've talked on Instagram before. Like, you know, you're, uh, you're one of my favorite comic artists. Like, I love what you do with Young Justice. And he was just, you know, saying like, oh, thank you so much. You know, I really loved Young Justice. He's like, he, he said that he felt like the uh, the core four were like his four children. And uh, working on them was like a blast. Um, <laughs> out of like, I think 55 issues, I think he drew 52 of them. So he said it was his like favorite comic that he ever worked on. It was, you know, such a good time uh, working on it. So, uh, yeah, it was just really cool. Him and Peter David, you know, they were a great team on that. And uh, I ended up buying a print from him of Young Justice, which I have hanging right above me. And he signed the print. And then uh, I also brought my trade of Young Justice book one. Um, I know signing trades is like kind of taboo, but I thought it'd be really cool because, you know, I just love that run so much. So he signed like the opening thing of that. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. I my only regret is that I wish I would have taken a picture with him. He was busy drawing, yeah, sure. so I didn't want to, you know, be like, "Hey, can we take a picture as well?" But I, I regret it. I remember uh, he commented on my because I ended up posting like the uh, print that I bought, 
and uh, he commented on it like, "Oh, you should you should have uh, taken a picture with me." So I was like, "Oh, I guess I will have to get him next time." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was a really really nice down to earth guy. It was very unexpected. I mean, unexpected because he's like very down to earth in his live streams. But like actually like being with him, it was like really like nice. It was you know one it's of the coolest guys in comics. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Um, I yeah, guess nice. I'll move on to some live action people that I met before. Oh, I'll I'll end the comic people for now. I've met a, quite a few comic people, but I'll just mention one more that I met. I got a chance to meet Stan Lee twice before he passed. Uh, uh, that's that that that's one I'm most jealous of. That was yeah. so awesome. I wish I could have met Stan. I got lucky with him when I was in high school. He came to my local con. This was Edmonton Expo again, and uh, this was like 2015, I think. So. Uh, I got to meet him. I, I stood in line and it was very quick. It was just a picture opportunity that I got. I got to choose like autograph or photo. And if you want both, it's like $600 because it's Stanley. So it's like, okay, understandable. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus. like, yeah, it was $100 for the picture too. But I'm like, okay, it's Stanley. I, I, I'll do it. I was in high school. I was working a part time job. Uh-huh. So I saved up my pennies and I went and I uh, got a picture with him. I wore a Spider Man <laughs> shirt and I was super nervous. But they basically they send you in. And you kind of get to talk to him. You get to, like, ask him one question kind of thing. Or just say hi. I didn't know what to ask him. And I thought about it the whole time in line. I'm like, what do I even ask this guy? But I walked in. And I just went, like, hey, Stan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> like, that's it. And he's like, hey, thanks a lot, kid. And then, like, I put my arm around him. And we <laughs> smiled. Got the picture. And that was it. I'm like, okay, bye, Stan. He's like, see ya. And it was very quick. But I enjoyed it a lot. Three years later, he came to another con that I went to. That I drove about four hours too but worth in the end there was a lot of people i met there but i mean i don't don't live by a big city like you do so i gotta i gotta drive around for these cons i wish i lived by new york comic con that'd be amazing but one day i'll be yeah um so yeah yeah. definitely one day (laughs) yeah for sure uh i went and met stan at this one too it was the same idea i gotta pick like comic or um or photo opportunity i don't actually have any comics by stan lee physically on me so I was like, oh, crap. Okay, I guess I'll just do oh, the picture yeah. again. I, I was okay with doing the picture, though. So uh, I got a picture again with him. This the first one was with my dad, I guess I should add. This one was just by myself. And I w- this was the same one that I met Sam Humphreys at. So, or, I mean, uh, Jim Lee. So I was dressed as Spider-Man again. So I just had the mask off. And I felt it was good to wear the Spider-Man suit with Stan Lee. And when I walked in, he, he went like, hey, nice suit. And I was like, hey, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> And we took the picture again. <laughs> That's like it, the highest of high compliments. That's awesome. I know. He said nice suit to me. So I was like, uh, thank you. And I didn't ask him a question again. I just want to say thank you for <laughs> what you've done to this world. You've changed my life. And he was just like, hey, no problem, kid. And that was about it. But it was still really cool to me. I really enjoyed meeting Stanley. And I'm glad I did it both times, even though in total that was about $200. But hey, would you do it for two hundred for $100, I'd say? I don't know, oh, oh, I'd, I would have. I mean, obviously, I, I, I wouldn't now speaking because now he's oh, gone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I, if I ever got the opportunity, I would have, uh, I would have done it. I mean, that's you know, a once in a lifetime, or I guess for you, twice in a lifetime. But uh, yeah, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to meet like somebody who is so important to comics, especially because a lot of the original creators have passed on well before our time. You know, the creators of Superman and Batman and all that. So he's one of like mm-hmm. the major creators that uh, that hadn't around, passed yeah. at that point. Yeah, I wish I got an opportunity to meet Jack Kirby, but he passed away a long time ago, so... Oh, well, and then, yeah. I mean, who's the, the 90s, oldest, I think. biggest comic creator around right now? Frank Miller, maybe? Probably um, Frank Miller that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, there's probably some people from the Silver Age that are still around that I can't think of, but yeah, the one that comes to mind is Frank Miller. 
Yeah, he's probably the biggest one that's like still active in the community, I'd say. Who? I mean, yeah. he, he made Batman Year One and Dark Knight and Daredevil Run and whatnot and so forth. But yeah, anyways, yeah, that's my Stanley story. You have any more? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I met um, at, at the same con. I met all these guys because I only been to one con and I had a blast. I'd love to go to another one. It's unfortunate that I won't be able to go to one this year with all the Corona stuff. But yeah. uh, I met uh, Kyle Higgins, who you might not know based on the name. Uh, he wrote Nightwing in the New 52. Okay, um, yeah. He... The reason I wanted to meet him is because Nightwing New 52 is the first comic that I read single issue. It was the first like modern, like ongoing series I read. And yeah, it just, it played like such a big role in my comic reading life because before that it was all like old trades. So to read something that was new was crazy to me. So um, his, he had no line at all, which was awesome. It was like directly after I got off the King line, he was like set up like maybe two or three boots down from King. And uh, I, I went over to him and I was like, and I was like, Hey, I, I was wondering if you would be able to sign my uh, Nightwing number one. Uh, and I explained to him that it was the first comic that I've read in single issue and that it was, uh, you know, a very important book to me because it helped develop my love for comics uh, and getting into like newer runs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was, it was a really like quick, like he signed it. And then we, uh, I, I kind of talked to him for like a few minutes after of like, Oh, like, do you still keep up with Nightwing now? And I thought his in- uh, answer was interesting. He said that uh, he can't read Nightwing now because it feels like um, it, it feels like, talking to like an old ex-girlfriend like it's just for him to uh see what's happened to nightwing and this was like right in the prime like rick grayson era so i was like wow that's very interesting yeah, that is. um I, I know that i know that he had gotten like taken off the book before he had obviously planned because nightwing had gotten shifted after number 30 they ended up rewriting number 30 and uh they ended up going to, like grayson and all that so um i i guess you know I don't know the full story about him, but I, you know, I wonder if there were some feelings hurt there and what happened. But um, either way, it was cool to, to talk to him, and I thought his answer was interesting. So, and yeah, he signed my Nightwing number one, which is the first book that I ever read in single issue. So, well, that's cool. Uh, that. Very important meaning to me. Well, well, it might not be valuable. It's definitely important to me. Yeah, and that's a lot of reasons why these people go to cons. I mean, everyone, every writer probably has one person out there that has a huge story about them, like yours with him. Oh, that that's what got you into yeah. modern comics. This podcast is about modern comics for the most part. <laughs> I mean, we review modern comics every week when they're coming out. So that's interesting. I like that. Um, I'll move away from the common people for a bit. I met a few live action people. I'll start with a more so simple one. Or, you know what? I'll start with a more so embarrassing one. I met Kevin Conroy, who is the voice of Batman from the animated series, uh, Injustice, the Arkham games. He's pretty much the main voice for batman when you read batman comics chances are you picture his voice as conroy's so he came to one of my cons and i was very excited to meet him and all in all the meeting went really well so i got to meet him uh i didn't have anything for him to sign i was hoping to get like a blu-ray or something of the animated series but i just wanted a picture in the end so i got a picture with him and he was super nice i talked to him for like three minutes about how i really liked his voice and everything like that and uh, then he's like, hey, you should come to uh, my panel in like an hour in this room. So I was like, okay, I'll go join you there. So an hour later, I go to the room that he said, and there's like hundreds of people there all waiting to listen to Batman. So uh, he gets introduced out, and ev- the crowd goes wild. I ended up being like in the front row as well, which I was very grateful for going 20 minutes early and getting that. 
but he steps outside in front of hundreds of people and he picks up a mic and immediately he just starts saying Batman lines. He starts doing like, I am Vengeance, I am the Knight, I am Batman. And when he did that, the crowd just erupted. In that, that's badass. I know, it was so cool. I, I was like freaking out over how interesting this, like it was like a football stadium filled and everyone just cheered as if someone uh. just got a touchdown, but it's just Kevin Conroy saying I'm Batman. <laughs> but like the ground was shaking. It was that's so funny. interesting. Uh, he tells stories. He told some really interesting ones about his life and how he got the role and how uh, his voice has even helped people through hard times. Like he was in New York during 9-11 and uh, he ended up helping a lot uh-huh. of people out of the smoke. And uh, he ended up helping so much that he was like exhausted and firefighters told him like he needs to sleep. And he like passed out immediately. And he told a story how he ended up being like helping people bring food to like injured over during 9-11. And people were just like, recognized his voice just by him talking regularly and being like you're batman i I watch you every saturday morning (laughs) kind of thing so it's cool hearing stories like that but then it came to people asking him questions and this is where i didn't know what to ask him but i they're just like if you want to ask questions get in line so i was like oh i better get in line because there's hundreds of people and i got in line and then as soon as i was like fourth in line i'm like wait what do i even ask him i don't have any questions but here i am (laughs) like in line so I didn't know what to do at all. And this was during the time that Metal was coming out. Everyone's favorite story of the Batman and Laughs. And so I got to the front of the line. Yeah, I cringed thinking about this. And he <laughs> talked about how he reads like Batman comics today at one point. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll ask him about what he thinks about like Tom King's run or something like that. Or, and they're like, oh, maybe that's too complicated a question. Maybe he doesn't read that. So I got to the front of the line and I, I worded it really strangely. But I, I asked him what he thought of the Batman Who Laughs, and if there were to be, like, a metal movie, what would the voice sound like if he was chosen to voice the Batman Who Laughs? You know, I mean, to us, that might be a regular question, but to Kevin Conroy, that might be so confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I asked him that, and then he kind of, like, hesitated. It was like, so, like, Batman and Joker together. And I'm like... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like that, like Batman as Joker, and then he's just like, "Well, I did a movie recently called Killing Joke," and uh, <laughs> and he just told me a story of how he made <laughs> Killing Joke. That was his answer, and he's like, that, "Does that answer your question?" Okay. And I was like, "Yep," <laughs> just went and sat back down. I hated that. <laughs> I was so embarrassed because I, ah, uh, yeah, I cringed. I don't even like the Batman who laughs. I don't even like metal, but I I asked him that because. Oh. I was curious. Okay, that's that's an honest question. Like, what does the Batman laugh sound like? Because it is Bruce Wayne in the end, but Jokerized. But then his answer was just like, yeah. So a uh, voice and killer joke was good. Was fun. It was nice to be next to Mark Hamill again. And I was like, yep, that answers the question. Okay. <laughs> so oh, like, that's yeah. that's that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I was with my girlfriend who who filmed it at the time, and that is a video that'll never go out on the internet. <laughs> It actually probably will one day, but oh god, I have a video and I haven't watched it since because I know I'll just like vomit as soon as I turn it on. <laughs> you you should you should totally post it when the podcast comes out. Now now me and the listeners want to hear it. <laughs> I might just do the audio of anything because it is like oh my girl, you kind of like have to go in the middle of the room to ask the question through a mic, and we were front row, so I'm a little small in the video, but maybe I'll, I'll I might post the audio if I could find it. I don't know. I I, uh, <laughs> I hate that question. <laughs> But, that, that'd yeah. be great. <laughs> oh, God. That's my Kevin Conroy story. I don't know if I told anyone about that. 
actually. I, yeah, I never heard of that. I, I, I thought I thought that when you asked him that that he uh, started like laughing, but like just in the Batman voice. I didn't realize that all that happened. Uh, no, he uh, he told me how there was a scene in the Killing Joke where he had to laugh like the Joker at the end. You know the last scene in Killing Joke oh. where Batman. Yeah, when, the yeah, when he starts laughing. Yeah, he talks about that during the question, but he also just tells me his experience with voicing Batman in that movie. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I worded it terribly, though. That's my terrible cut. Now, when people ask me, like, oh, you make Kevin Conroy, I'm like, yeah, I got a picture with him. That's about it. <laughs> Moving on. Because the first <laughs> meeting with him was just one on one, just me talking to him and getting a picture. That was awesome. It was just when I'm in front of hundreds That's of funny. people that make it terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. Okay. That, uh, that, that's funny. That, like, I, I know they're probably going to cringe at that video, but I would love to see it. <laughs> I'll try to find it later, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how many people <laughs> listen. We'll see how many views this episode gets, maybe. Oh, that's man. Whoever's now, uh, go, get on through about this. Tell me yeah. we want to see the video. Root <laughs> cut. The terrible video of Hunter asking a DC metal question to a voice actor. Okay, anyways, you're, let's move on to a different story. Your turn. Yeah, so uh, I guess with the last one, just because I've, I've only been to the one cons, I haven't really met that many creators, but um, I'm going to go with one that we virtually met. We met together, Joshua Williamson. Uh, oh, he nice. was the first person that we interviewed for the podcast. Um, it was a really special uh, thing. So we actually recorded with him on my birthday, which was like a nice little birthday present. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about uh, that. When I had reached out to my when, when I had reached out to my DC con, uh, she was, she was like, okay, can you do, uh, the 24th? This was in September. Uh, she, can you do the 24th? And I was like, this was like, maybe like a week before I was like, uh, yeah, that's fine. Like I was just in college. I was going to be in my dorm anyway. This should be fine. So, uh, we, we recorded with him. Cool. Um, obviously if you listen to, to the interview, you know what we said to him, but, uh, before we started recording, it was pretty cool. So Hunter and I had our cameras on. And I guess since he saw our cameras on, he decided to throw his camera on because at first it was just audio. And uh, when he threw his camera on, like, it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm staring face to face with Joshua Williamson. Like, this is kind of wild. The Coleman creator, yeah. Um, but he was just talking about, like, yeah, he was just, I mean, at this point, we were pretty new to the podcast, too. We were 18 episodes in. So I was like, holy crap. Um, but he, like, showed us some of his comic collection before we started. So he goes over to his shelf, which was massive and had, like, a, like, like, do you remember, like, all the Flash action figures yeah. he had? It was insane. He had, like, hundreds of statues of just the Flash. And they're all such good quality. I mean, you probably get yeah. discounts, but it was awesome. Yeah, so 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 we start talking about, like, Flash comics. And I'm geeking out, of course. And uh, I was telling him, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd, I'm trying to get some of, like, the big first appearances. I really want to get uh, Flash number 197, which is the first appearance of Zoom. Uh, Hunter's Al- or Zoom, not Hunter's Almond. He appeared earlier, but Zoom. And uh, it's a tough one to get. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I like to hunt for those issues, too. So he goes into his comic collection and he pulls out Flash number 123, which is, you know, 1960, where uh, Barry and Jay met for the first time with the iconic, you know, them, Flash, help me. I'm coming, I'm coming. So yeah. um, seeing that, I was like, holy crap, he just pulled that out like it was nothing. <laughs> and he was talking comic to get is uh, Showcase number four, which is the first appearance of Barry Allen which is another very tough one to get. And uh, he was talking about how um, he was he was hanging out with Jeff Johns at like a 
like a DC meeting one time and Jeff like casually bought that he at one time owned case number four. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is like, I was geeking out. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I wish we could have seen like more of his collection. Cause eventually we had to get to like, you know, actually recording the episode, but you know, I just want to like go hang out with Joshua Williamson and like go like how you want to hang out with Sam Humphreys. I'm like, yeah, let's go hang out and like go tour his collection. <laughs> yeah. You free next Thursday kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you live in Portland? Yeah, I could take a flight out. Like, it was like that. <laughs> yeah, it was super chill, though. Yeah, I guess I was there for that, too. And I guess that's weird. We used to always turn our cameras on when we recorded for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, we, guess... di- we didn't realize that we got better connection when it was just audio. So we just used to do video, too. I mean, not that there would be really anything to see. It was just us talking into the mic. But yeah, mm-hmm. for that episode, I remember having the camera on. And because of that, he turned his camera on. And I was just like, like... I think you actually took a picture of it. Like it's on your Instagram somewhere. Yeah, like, if you go on, the... it's in my highlights. I was kind of just like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, because it was like this was our first interview too, so we were, we weren't very used to this yet. We we're just like, whoa, this is actually happening. And he ended up being such a good person to interview, and he said he'd come back on. So maybe. Oh, he would. Maybe he, he, he was. He was my favorite interview to do. Like Me too. out of all the ones we did, like and I and I enjoyed all of them, but he was my favorite one to do. He was very personal. Like stories were great. The story about him yelling in Dan Didio's face while he's all sweaty was amazing. Like he was he was really <laughs> cool. I loved having him on. Yeah, he, he tells fantastic stories. I even though that was like two years ago at this point, I feel like uh, I still recommend the episode. It's episode eighteen. I mean, all yeah, the stuff he yeah. Teases. I think it's from September September twenty. September 2018, I think. Yeah, everything that he teases has been revealed. So don't expect to be like mind blown by the news over comics. But it's just a fun interview just hearing. Because we do ask him, how did you become a writer? How did you start a DC? How did you start writing The Flash? And he answers all that in like funny stories. And it's just such a good interview. But yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah. I guess for my last one, I will tell the infamous Jason Momoa photo that I have. Uh, again, with my girlfriend. Uh, so this was a Calgary Expo. I ended up meeting uh, Jason Momoa. Uh, he plays Aquaman. For those who don't know, we were in line. We were both going to get a picture together, and we decided let's make this kind of like a funny photo instead of just like us standing there. So we ended up doing the idea of my girlfriend's going to be hugging him, and Jason Momoa's going to be pushing me away, and I'm going to be looking all confused. And it was just like a funny idea. So when we walked in, Jason Momoa was standing there and he is tall he's like 90 feet tall like, oh, he's ex- huge <laughs> i didn't expect that at all so he's just standing there and uh i was super nervous but my girlfriend was pretty confident and she walked over and started telling him what she wanted the picture to be and i was for some reason i was nervous i didn't expect him to be that big and scary <laughs> okay. uh-huh. and he's just like looking down at her and smiling and then he nods and goes like okay in like his deep voice and then we do the picture, uh, we all pose, and the photographer starts laughing, too. Like, he, he was loving it. He takes the picture, and then uh, we go to leave, and I'm like, oh, hold on, I want to shake his hand. So, as I'm walking by, I can hold my hand down, and then he shakes my hand, and I expected him to break my hand. I wanted him to break my hand. He's like <laughs> a massive guy. I'm like, I'm ready for this. And he had the softest, gentlest hands in the world that I felt shocked and kind of taken aback <laughs> like it was such a soft handshake it was like i was shaking like a four-year-old girl's hand but it was nice in a way like it was warm and i'm gonna move on but anyways <laughs> i shook his hand and he didn't say anything to me i was just like thanks uh that was awesome and he just kind of like nodded it's like nodded approval and then went on to the next fan but i was like huh that was interesting that was quick but uh we got the picture and we, we thought it was hilarious so we posted it online I posted it on my instagram and then i posted it on reddit as well 
because you know you gotta get the reddit karma and then uh the next day i get i check reddit and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of comments and people's and messages and likes and I don't know why I said peoples, but <laughs> all talking about this. And then I check Instagram and there's people are posting memes from this photo, uh, including like World of Mura, who we interviewed on this, Simone. She's posting because she's an Aquaman page and people keep posting this and tagging me and be like, is this you? People are sending me like, is this you? Even people that I know in real life are asking if that's me. I'm like, yeah, it is me. I didn't expect that to blow up so quick. And it is kind of like a meme format. In yeah. A way. And then a week later, I get an email from Graham Norton like the show producer being like, Hey, we're going to use your photo on the show. Is yeah, the, that okay? the British, the British talk show host. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, at first I, I like the name sounded familiar, but I wasn't sure what it was. So I looked it up. And the first thing that pops up is like him interviewing, uh, Ewan McGregor about returning as Obi-Wan. I was like, Oh my God, this is, is like a real show. This is a real thing. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> use it, use it, please do. And then, so he ended up using it, and then a week later, the, it went online, and there's you can find the interview online if you type in Jason Momoa fan picture, where they talk about the photo and the show I met, and Jason Momoa explains, from his point of view, us talking to him about taking the picture, which is so cool. It's interesting how that all happened, and no one knew, no one knew it was me. It got like six million views on YouTube, and nobody knew it was me. Uh, so I'm, I'm famous, but I'm not famous. Um, I've had people that, yeah, have... sorry, go on. No, I was going to say like, I've seen it on the Instagram explore page, like on my personal, like I'm just going through memes. Then all of a sudden it pops up. So I always love to dig through the comments whenever I see you. And the, the main thing I see is that, um, even though you and your girlfriend are like same age or she's older, they always think that she's young. Yeah, so that's the main actually... comment about you. <laughs> she's actually a year older than me. Yeah. But a lot of people do that. I've been compared to several celebrities that I don't understand how. People say that I look like Tom Hanks. I don't... Or no, not Tom Hanks. Jesus, oh. not, not, no, no, no. Tom Cruise. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks is a little old. And I don't see that. Oh, even then, I still don't see. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that either. But uh, I've had people be like, wow, well, they, they can't be that young because he could grow a beard. I wish I could grow a beard. That was the top comment on Reddit. I'm like, what? I'm like, I was, it was just stubble back then, too. And like, we were both... Uh, I think we were both 20 at the time when that was taken. Or 19. We were both 19. Maybe. Yo, you know, we were both 19 when that was taken. So, I mean, it was a while ago, but I mean, we were both 21 right now. But, jeez, like, I didn't expect that to blow up. And even today, I still see it occasionally. I even got uh, an email from an Australian, like, kind of like MTV, but for Australia, asking to use the photo. And I said, sure. And I showed it on their, that show as well. But, yeah. it's Oh, wow. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I always be like, yeah... Can you take my Instagram? <laughs> Can you plug the podcast in or something like that? But you no, know, it's I'm famous, <laughs> but I don't know it, and I didn't I didn't do anything. I just we just took a picture and posted in online. But that's what happens. I mean, if you think of something funny and you think it will catch on, well, we didn't even think it would catch on, but here it is, being famous and everything. I yeah, now that's what happened to the Jason Momoa photo. That's so infamous now, and people always ask now when we go to other cons because we were gonna go to another con actually. It's supposed to happen this week, but it was canceled due to COVID. But before it was canceled, there's a lot of guests going. And people were asking us, like our friends, being like, "Oh, are you gonna do a funny picture and like become famous again?" We're like, "Oh, I don't know, maybe." Like, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's, little, that's the story. But yeah. Um. Besides that, that's do you great. have anyone else you want to talk about? I mean, I meant more, but no, no, that that was all the 
bitters I had. Um, unless you have any more that you want to talk about. I mean, I met like like a lot of I just went and passing like uh, well, I mean, one decent one was uh, I met Jerry Ordway. It's like a really short story. Um, I met Jerry Ordway. The guy in front of me got like 500 comics signed, so it took forever. Um, <laughs> but I mean, 500 is exaggeration. But he had at least like 50 issues with him. Like it was an insane amount of issues. And uh, I I went to Jerry Ordway with my Christ on Infinite Earths number eight, the death death of Barry Allen. I guess I just have a thing for getting my Death of the Flash signed, but. Uh, I, I asked Jerry to sign it and he was like charging like $2 per issue. So I, I went to go get my money out and he was like, oh, you don't need to take out your money. It's just one issue. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I really appreciate it. And then uh, he was like, I thought we were just making a conversation. So he goes, oh, what's your name? So I tell him my name and he writes it on the comic like to me and then <laughs> signs it. Aww. And I was like, oh, I thought he was just being nice and asking me my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's so like, kind of cool okay. though. <laughs> that's saying to you. That's nice. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was still cool. Jerry was a nice guy. Yeah, that sounds nice. I mean, I've met other creators here and there. Like I met David Finch when I met Sam Humphreys, and he we talked about art together. And I met Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam, and we actually did a funny photo as well. We didn't blow up quite as much as Jason Momoa, where I acted like I'm yeah, Billy. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I act like I'm Billy, and I'm calling out like Shazam, and he's behind me doing like a superhero pose. Uh, I asked him if he wanted to do that. He's like, hell yeah, man, that sounds great. And we did the pose and. It was fun, though. Zachary Levi is such a fun guy. I went to his panel, too, and it was like two hours long, and just hearing him talk about how he got the role and how he really wants to work with Gal Gadot one day as Wonder Woman and Shazam together and how he's so excited for the future of Shazam. And now he meets with the director, David Sandberg, like all the time. They'll have like video calls or they'll text each other just ideas that they think of. Be like, oh, what do we do this for one of the movies? And sometimes the director will be like oh yeah that sounds good let's not do it for the second but if we get a third let's definitely do that kind of thing so it's cool how zachary levi kind of has a role as shazam as well as creating shazam and that he's constantly texting the director ideas and they're both like brainstorming how they're kind of like a duo making this character work on screen so i like that but yeah besides that i mean that that's a hero story well our heroes yeah. story. Podcast is still going. So I guess we'll move on to the other segment. You want to introduce that? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to do quick of uh, the three main superhero universes. So, uh, the MCU, the DCU, and the X-Men verse. So uh, the way we're going to do it is we're kind of just going to rattle them off real quick. Um, I don't think they really need much of an explanation. I mean, you might get triggered at some of our uh point of views but that's okay we'll, um we'll you can send all some, your hate to my but... you can send all the hate to the dm i'm expecting it but uh <laughs> I mean, if you want to do a little explanation you can but just for time concerns <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll power these out i mean there's might be a little talk for the first ones you know the bottom of the list and the ones near the top of the list but they're on the middle i mean eh. <laughs> do you want to start with mcu dceu or x-men uh, let's start with the MCU since it's the biggest one, so we can just get through it. Okay, sounds good. So ranking <laughs> just, the just power power through it. Um, number two. Do you want to do it through one, or do you want to go one 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 one? We'll go one 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 one. Like we will start twenty three, then we will do twenty two, twenty one, kind of thing. All right, all right, let's do it. <laughs> okay, twenty three. Thor: The Dark World. Oh, same. Yeah, Thor: The Dark World. Not much explanation there. It's a bad movie. And it should feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Number 22. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mine's Iron Man 2. Thor Ragnarok, you want to explain real quick? Because I'll just say right off the bat, 21 is Thor Ragnarok for me. 
I can handle I just, it over Iron Man. It's like the like the most overrated movie of all time. I believe so many people love. Um, I I just think it's like a terrible representation of Thor. Uh, the terrible terrible representation of that uh, Ragnarok. I hated the Hulk in it. I just thought it was a really bad movie. So much comedy. So much forced comedy. So many ten year old jokes. I can't believe people think it's funny. The <laughs> comedy ruins it for me as well. I just I can't handle it. it I cringe over most of it, and it's just I wanted to see Thor and Hulk. And Loki and all these characters, but instead it's mostly jokes and Thor's acting kind of childish the whole time. I do like it more than the other two Iron Man 2 and Thor Dark World just because I think the action is good. The action is legitimately like good action. <laughs> so uh, it has that. Besides that, that's it. <laughs> um, what's your 21? Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man 3. Oh, really? The Mandarin really? Twist is so bad. So okay, bad. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> 20. Go. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I might get some hate for that one, but uh, just some of the jokes. I, I think it has some nice story to it, but so many of the great scenes are ruined by jokes. Ugh. Another Hero story, episode 90, confirms that JD hates humor. He just hates comedy. <laughs> Apparently, according to this. <laughs> I, know, it... I mean, I understand. I mean, you sometimes you want these heroes to be serious during times of dark moments, but they just end up joking a lot, so I understand. My 20 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, a movie I actually just watched last week for the that, that, That's my number 19. Okay, yeah. I, we saw it in theaters. We actually reviewed it on the show. Uh, my first time watching it was last week, and it doesn't hold up that well. It's kind of a boring movie. Not much happens. I feel like there's too much going on. At the same time, not much going on. So it feels like a filler. Well, well, I, well I was about to say, we, we reviewed that one on the podcast, and I remember us reviewing it fairly high. And I, I and now, like, thinking back at it, again, I, I was just like, like, it's loaded movie but that at the same time i feel like it has no effect on the rest of marvel other than the last scene yep the last scene is the only important scene really <laughs> i mean maybe bringing janet back helps m and three but as of now it doesn't feel like much happens yeah <laughs> it's kind of a boring movie uh number 19 yeah iron man 3 so that's my iron man okay yeah so we, so we got a very similar bottom <laughs> okay your 19 is my 19 was ant-man and the wasp Oh, what was your 20? My, my 20 was Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then my oh, 19 was Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm getting my mind all mixed up here. Okay, number 18. What's yours? Captain Marvel. I it's actually insane. don't hate this film as much as other people do, and I don't really get the hate for it. I just think it's kind of mediocre. There's some good things about it, but at the end, it kind of. Mediocre. I haven't rewatched it since we uh, watched it in theaters, so I back to, but I don't know. I kind of just thought it was eh. Yeah, I'm the same thing. Captain Marvel's on my number 18. I actually don't mind the movie either. It feels like, it kind of feels like it'd be better if it came out in 2003. But it, I mean, it's not mm -hmm. bad. From like 19 on, or 18 on, I'll say, these movies I don't think are bad at all. At all. I think they're good movies. They just could be better. So Captain Marvel being one of those. I actually like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I like, I don't mind the character as much. I don't like the character and this was even before the movie was out like straight up we both didn't really like captain marvel in the comics and it was, she was kind of ruined quite recently in civil war 2 and it's hard to come back from that ruining of the character so captain marvel not the greatest character but this movie wasn't bad at all uh 17 yeah. iron man 2 which uh, for a lot of the reasons you said i don't hate it as much as you do i think it's like the poor man's iron man 1. i think that it had a lot of potential but it's just not great Okay, fair enough. Uh, my 17 is Ant-Man. First one. Good movie. I mean, it's not bad. Oh, okay. it's, it's a decent origin story movie. I think the effects are really good, especially for the time. 
it's really I think the effects are the best part of this movie but all in all it's a heist film but it's not the greatest heist film it's just you know it's all right mm-hmm. uh 16 Black Panther this really? is another one that I think it's I think it's I, again I think it has some really sh- moments but okay. I think I don't like eh. I rewatched it and um I, I actually ended up liking it more in theaters than I did on the rewatch and that that uh painful CGI at the end is very painful <laughs> it is yeah uh, it's fair. got its moments okay fair enough number six I, I, he to Andy Serkis character I, I thought Claw was so cool Claw was great yeah I miss I wish he didn't die number 16 for me yeah. is Spider-Man Homecoming it's it's good you know okay it's it's good <laughs> it's not the worst but it's all right um number 15 guardians of the galaxy volume 2 for me okay wow i yeah. thought that was gonna be higher <laughs> no yeah i know i'm not I, same reason as you I don't, i'm not a big fan of the jokes here and there it's a good movie i don't mind it but the jokes really ruin uh-huh. it for me so guardians 2 number 15 what about you okay my 15 my 15 from home i I this one coming out of theaters. The rewatch didn't hold up for me as much, but I think it has a lot of great moments. I love Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Um, I, I thought there were some good moments. There's a lot of stuff that I cringe at, but, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. The, the opening scene is bad. Straight up bad, especially when you... Sorry, which scene? From Endgame, Tony's death to that. Oh, that's gotta oh, be yeah, painful. That's terrible. The opening scene with the high school, like, uh, like in memoriam. Yeah, the comic sans. Oh. <laughs> so funny, yeah. Um, number 14. You want to go? Or did, it, did you just go? You know, my, my, mine's Homecoming. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I, it's another one that I'm kind of just like, it's okay. I like Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Um, I think that, you know, there, there's some things I like. I don't love the reliance on Tony Stark. But, you know, That's fair. It's, it's yeah. fairly solid. Okay. 14 for me is the first Thor movie. It's a, it's a okay. good movie. It's not a great movie, but... It's watchable. I enjoy Thor. I like Thor's character mm-hmm. a lot. So uh, I think the eyebrows look terrible. But <laughs> on Chris Hemsworth, they, they they're, do. <laughs> they're like bleached and they kind of look too close to his skin tone. So when he's far away, he doesn't look like he has eyebrows. But, you know, it's not a bad movie. Uh, 13. Mm-hmm. 13. Uh, Age of Ultron. I, th- I think that's it's the worst of Not even worst, but like my least favorite Avenger movie. But I still, I mean... Uh, Oh, there's some good scenes in it. I like, you know, building was pretty cool. And, you know, I, I, I like the addition in the team. I didn't love Quicksilver's death. Like, I still think it's stupid to this day. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> A lot of people do. And Number that was, like, right after Days of Future Past. So, like, I, you know, I was just used to Quicksilver being awesome. So, that was kind of sucky. Oh, yeah, that's true. Number 13 for me is Spider-Man Far From Home. For uh, I like better than Homecoming. Uh, coming out of theaters, I loved it. Like, it was one of my favorite Spider-Man movies ever. Upon rewatch, it's not, uh-huh. but it's still very enjoyable. I like a lot of moments of it. Mysterio is fantastic, though. I think he's a great villain. It's it's kind of hard to get villains right in superhero movies, and I think they did justice for Mysterio. He was really well done. Uh, number twelve. Yeah. I got Ant Man. I think that the uh, Edgar Wright influence was clearly there for the first one. Um, I I like. I thought the villain was pretty cool. Uh, yellow. Yellow jacket. Scott make his way to the family and all that. I, I, I like and for the most part. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Number 12 for me is Age of Ultron, for the same reasons you said. It's a good movie. It just has a few flaws here and there. But I do really enjoy Age of Ultron. I can't take it seriously yeah. 
after because uh, I it's Robert California's voices <laughs> Ultron and I can't take that seriously ever. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched The Office way too many times and I actually enjoy Robert California's yeah. character. I'm one of the few people that actually like Robert California, so I can never take it seriously. De- de- definitely in the minority there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just that's not Ultron. That's the Lizard King. So <laughs> that's what I think the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number eleven. Thor. Um, for a okay. lot of st- same stuff you said, I I think that's a- at least a cool look at the mythology. Like for me, if you're gonna do Thor in live action, go all out with the Norse stuff, and that- this is the one that felt the most the Norse material. So okay, yeah, that's fair. Number eleven for me is the Incredible Hulk. It's a good Hulk movie. Okay, I just like other movies better. <laughs> that's it. That's fair. Yeah. Number ten. And. Game. This one might get me a little bit of flack. Listen, I, I think it's got some of the most hype moments in the MCU. That theater experience was, you know, I'll always remember that, and I'll tell my kids about it one day about <laughs> going to the theater for Endgame. But as, as a movie, I don't think, at least the first half, I don't think it really holds up as much. I mean, it, it's a little boring after you, uh, you know, when you know it, watched it a few times. Like I think on my, like on my third or fourth rewatch, I was kind of just like, all right, come on, let's get to the final battle. The final battle is amazing, but yeah. the build up to it's a little tough. And I hated what they did with Thor and Hulk and all that. So yeah, it's understandable. Uh, number ten for me is Black Panther. I think Black Panther gets too much hate. Everyone says it's overrated. I think at this point, everyone says that that makes it not overrated anymore. I think it's a good movie. It's a really good origin movie. Again, the the CGI at the end hurts it a lot. But I think it is a very good movie. And Wakanda is amazing in it. It's a beautiful place. So I like Black Panther. Yeah. Number yeah. number nine. Four. Uh, my least favorite of the cat movies, but I think it's still pretty solid. I think it's the best appearance of Spider-Man and Black Panther. Um, I, I really like them in the movie. Uh, I remember like being so hyped for the solo films after that. But uh, yeah, I think it's got a really a lot of memorable scenes. And I think I think they did Civil War better than the comic. Or comic is that great? Yeah, I mean the comic's kind of mad, but the movie's really good, and it's completely different storylines too, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, of course. The only thing they took from it is Captain America fights Tony Stark. That's about it. Um, my number mm. nine is Captain America: The First Avenger. This is a good movie. It is underrated, okay. and I don't think you've even said it on your list yet. So I guess it's not as underrated as I thought. But uh, I yeah. can watch this movie anytime. Like people, won't, if people say, "Hey, you want to watch the First Avenger?" Yeah, I do. And they put on the First Avengers movie, and like this ain't First Avenger. But uh, I like Captain America a lot. I think this is a really <laughs> good origin movie. I think a lot of people forget it exists at times, but it just give it a rewatch. It's on Disney Plus. It's really good. Um, number eight. Yeah. Number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy one. Um. Much as I, I'd say people say I hate comedy. There are times where comedy is great. I think reinventing the team was a big, bold move, and it ended up paying off. Um, I love the soundtrack, and I love the direction of this movie. That soundtrack will stick with you for like weeks. I mean, you'll be you'll oh, be yeah. singing Redbone until uh, until your next rewatch, pretty much. Absolutely, <laughs> that's a good point. My number eight is Avengers Endgame for the reasons you said. I think it's fantastic, but that theater experience is also amazing. It just struggles after on rewatch with the beginning. It's a very slow start, very very slow start. I've yeah. seen this movie. I saw this movie four times in theaters. <laughs> I mean, it was in theaters for a long time, but I saw it opening night, and then I saw it the, like two days later, and then I saw it like a week later, and then a month later. I just I couldn't get enough. But again, when I sit in that theater, I just on my fourth rewatch, I was like, okay, come on, let's get to the final battle. <laughs> I watched it a few times. Since yeah, out. yeah, I was the same way. <laughs> I've even had times where during this quarantine life. 
or I just go on Disney Plus and I click on Endgame and I just skip to the last 30 minutes. <laughs> like, yep, <it's>, yep. <laughs> so I, I've had that. I mean, it's fantastic near the end. It's just a slow start. But I, I love this movie and that theater experience was awesome. I went the very first showing on the very first yeah. day. And that was so cool. Seeing Cap get beyond there, the literally people yelled. In the, I yelled. I didn't even mean to yell, but I did as long with like 30 others. <laughs> we all were like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, it was so cool. It was hype. And I didn't get that part spoiled either. So I'm glad for that. Um, number seven. Yeah. Number seven, Infinity War. This is another one of those that I, I thought it was a pretty crazy theater experience. That ending was very eerie. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a... It's a solid flick. There's some things that I don't like about it, but uh, there's a lot of solid moments in that one. Yeah, it's great. Number seven for me is Iron Man 1. I like Iron Man 1. Yeah. Okay. Number six. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously, number six. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, number six. uh, (laughs) I did not expect that. Uh, Number six, Doctor (laughs) Strange. I know it's definitely in your top five. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Doctor Strange. I, I think, honestly, I'm more of a fan of it because of you. I, I think it probably didn't even rank in my top 10 upon first watch. And then when you were talking about it one day on the podcast, I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me rewatch this. And I was like, you know what? It actually, it's pretty solid. It's a great uh, movie. So, so I, I, I've come to like it a lot more. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of my favorite origin movies, origin story, superhero movies in general. Uh, number six for me is Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy 1. Again, soundtrack will stay with you forever. I think it's one of the best team-up superhero movies you can get. Uh, that it isn't Avengers. It's just really good. All the characters bounce off each other really well. It's a great origin story. You get to know each character individually, and it's even got emotional scenes assigned with the whole We Are Groot and the whole We Are Groot. <laughs> Number five. <Yeah. laughs> Number five, Avengers. I, I feel like early theater experiences before people were huge MCU fans, when it was a packed theater, packed with like the general crowd. Um, it felt like it was like a lot of comic book fans in there. Uh, it, it was a pretty crazy experience. I remember that with the final battle where they circle them all, and like that was a pretty intense moment. Oh, and, and uh, yeah, place, I think it's yeah. still solid. It's still solid to this day. Yeah, good choice. My favorite Avengers movies. Yeah, I mean, it still holds up really well. I find it's a little slow at times, but near the beginning, but it's good slow. Seeing these characters interact with each other for the first time is just something to appreciate. Um, number five yeah. for me is Doctor Strange. I do think this is the best superhero origin mm-hmm. story in the MCU. Uh, it's just solid. It doesn't really have any flaws at all. It's really, really good. I mean, the villain's forgettable, sure, but Doctor Strange in general is really good. It does this world building, and the effects are really well done. It's the only movie where you could find a battle where the destruction's happening in reverse. Like, that's a cool idea. So, yeah, I like Doctor Strange. Number four. Number four, The Incredible Hulk. Now, I know when most people rank the MCU, this ranks in, like, the bottom three. Um, I don't know. I've always liked this movie. I can remember as a kid, maybe it's because I have, like, some childhood nostalgia tied to it. But I don't know. I love the idea of, like, a tortured soul as Hulk. I loved Edward Norton in it. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a solid film all around. I mean, I think it's got some really great moments. And it's kind of dark for the rest of the MCU. So it's, like, a nice comparison piece as opposed to a lot of the other movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, my number four is Civil War. I love Civil War so much. It's really, really <laughs> enjoyable. Black Panther is the best Black Panther we have. I'd say Spider-Man is probably the best Spider-Man we have. In the MCU, I mean, for Spidey. Uh, I yeah. really love both teams. I think both team Iron Man and team Captain America are both really solid. They have solid characters and solid reasons for fighting, too. It actually makes sense why there's a Civil War happening. 
Although, granted, it's not really much of a war. It's more like two days with 12 people. But it's good. <laughs> An airport battle. <laughs> yeah, airport battle is great. Uh, number three. Captain America the First Avenger. So you're right. Oh, I think it is incredibly underrated. I actually am shocked that people don't really name it in their like top ten MCU films. I think it's uh one of the best uh like first solo films, like uh origin mm-hmm. movies. Um I love the way that it tells the story of like World War Two and I think the ending is really intense and like especially on that first watch, it's just like the uh are emotionally tied directors. So first Avenger. Nice. My number three is the Avengers. For, for like the first Avenger, but there the first Avenger movie, uh, for the same reason you said, it's a first team up movie. It holds up so well today, and it's just so entertaining. Number two, Iron Man one. I know yes. the first MCU film, right? It's I I think it's great, honestly. Like that tone is amazing. I wish it would have held for the other Iron Man movies. I I, I can remember watching that as a kid and just being like so hyped. Like it really felt like in the eyes of the Raimi Spider-Man movies and the Dark Knight trilogy, or at that point, the first two Dark Knight movies. Like, it, it was just like, you know, it felt like one of those old-school comic book movies, like Blade and all those. It just had such an intense feel. I thought Robert Downey was great as uh, Stark. Like, he really was Tony Stark. So, um, yeah, it's just a, it still holds up to this day by coming out in 2008. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my number two is Infinity War. Infinity War is actually my favorite Avengers movie. It's pretty unpopular, but I did an MCU marathon fairly recently and it made me even more realize that infinity war is i do like better than the avengers just very briefly i think the action is fantastic i think the humor is actually although there isn't much humor in infinity war the times that it does happen it's some of the best like the whole star lord meeting iron man for the first time is hilarious it's one of my favorite scenes uh though it's action-packed but in a good way it has times where it could stop for a second and the theater experience like you said is amazing when everyone starts to disappear the theater was silent. Like you hear a pin drop. It was so intense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Number one. Uh, I think we have the same number one. The Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, Winter Soldier. Number one. I mean, it's the best superhero movie in the MCU. It, there's a reason there is. It's so good. It's intense. It's good action. Really good choreography. Choreography. Good character moments. Good other stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's the best Russo Brothers MCU film, which is like the most unpopular opinion. But uh, of the uh, Winter Soldier, I thought Bucky was a great foe. Like you mentioned, the action was great. I thought this is like the best shot one. Like I feel like in Infinity War, a lot of the fight scenes, the camera's jumping so much that I feel like I can't feel invested in the fight. But with Civil, with uh, Winter Soldier, rather, I feel like I'm just right in there watching the fight. So uh, the well, nice a lot flip. of great moments. And yeah, it's just like a really <laughs> intense story. And it's based on a great story. So, you know, it, it had a lot of legs to stand on. Yeah, the comic's also really good. Yeah, that's our MCU ranking. Because now we'll power through DC. Yeah. Or you want to say Yeah, yeah. DCEU should be very quick because it's only eight films. But let's do DCU real quick. Okay. Uh, number eight. Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's not good. And there's reasons there are. Uh, release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag. Um, my number eight is actually Suicide Squad. I prefer Justice League over Suicide Squad, believe it or not. Suicide Squad, I remember seeing it at the years at first. I'm like, that was awesome. I don't know why. But then I saw Say, it again. I, was the, I was the same exact way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get why I thought that. <laughs> then I saw it again. I was like, oh, Well, God. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Justice League, by the way, I thought that it was like the greatest comic book movie of all time. I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. And then the second thing, I was like, oh, th- 
was still good, but not as great. And then third viewing, I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll talk about Justice League for a sec, because my number seven is Justice League. I'm the exact same way. And, and my number seven is Suicide Squad, so that works out. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll rent for these movies for a sec. Uh, Justice League, I when I saw it the first time, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever made. Oh my god, like... I remember talking to you about it afterwards. And you're like, is is Barry good? Is Barry good? Is the Flash good? I'm like, yeah, he's good. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm sorry for lying to you about that. Oh, man. <laughs> like, he's not good. But I remember we telling were, you. Like, we, were, we were blinded by the hype. Like, truly just blinded by the hype. Oh, I, was, I mean, that was, I remember being hyped for legit years. Oh, man. Yeah, every, when the first trailer came out where you hear Steppenwolf say, like, no more lanterns. I, like, my heart skipped to be. I was like, <gasps> Oh my god! <laughs> I was so yeah, excited exactly. for this movie. Oh man! <laughs> so yeah, when I saw it, I don't, I don't know. I saw Batman. I saw Superman. I saw Cyborg. I saw Flash. I saw these heroes, and I was like, "This is good. This is fine." I was like the dog with the fire around. Like, this is fine. Like, <laughs> it's a terrible movie. But my first rewatch, I was like, "This is amazing." But yeah, then I then I saw it again and again and again. I'm like, "Wow, this is awful." <laughs> so yeah, I do hope the Snyder Cut's released. But even then, I don't think it'll live up to the hype that we both had <laughs> leading up to this movie. Yeah, uh, good times leading up to it. Terrible times afterwards. Suicide Squad, same thing. Like I remember, S- same thing with Squad for me. Yeah, like you, were you hyped for Suicide Squad? I was. I remember the trailer. Do you remember the trailer with Bohemian Rhapsody? I remember yeah. being so hyped. That was one of the, like I'll, I'll give Suicide Squad credit. That was one of the best trailers for a comic book movie that I ever saw. I was so hyped. And then I got to the theater and I and I remember thinking like, okay, there were some disappointing things. Jared Leto wasn't that great, but you know what? I still like this movie. And then I watched. I'm like, no, no, this isn't so good. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I saw this movie with my dad. And a quick, quick little hero story here. Um, I was, again, that trailer got me so hyped, and I remember seeing Batman in the trailer, which made me even more hyped. For some reason, I thought Batman would have this major role in it. And going in, like, you get through the opening, you're like, okay, yeah. And that opening scene, they have, like, Will Smith recreating the Deadshot cover, you got the Alex Ross recreation, then you see Flash, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever made. And so, I was excited. And again, this was before Justice League came out, so seeing Flash, I was like, maybe he'll appear again later on, oh my god. And then we get to the Joker scene where uh, Joker is, like, intimidating the scientist or someone. And uh, to get, like, a yeah. key card or something like that. That's my uncle. Like, my old uncle. <laughs> my auntie and uncle, they're both actors. And oh, they, really? They had a divorce, yeah. But that was my uncle. I remember seeing that. And my dad, like, choked on his drink. He's like, that's Matt. That's Matt. I'm like, that's my, that's Uncle Matt? What? So, yeah, I, I had Christmases with a guy for years. <laughs> Yeah, you, that's my, crazy. Yeah, my auntie and him split up, and he's uh, my auntie's on my mom's side, so uh, he's not really related to me. But I, I knew that guy my whole life, and I was like, oh my god, this really is the biggest movie ever. Maybe I should try like texting him and being you can let me meet Will Smith. Oh my god! <laughs> and so, <laughs> Young Hunter was like so mind blown and hyped for this movie, and then I didn't see it again in theaters, but it came out on video, and then I watched it like immediately. I bought it actually. <laughs> And I watched it right away on Blu-ray, and then yeah, when Slipknot so. dies, and Harley Quinn's like, "That's a killer app." I like, I had to stop there. <laughs> I haven't seen it since. So yeah, not a good that's movie funny. anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my story time. Uh, number six, Birds of Prey. Same, me too. Birds of Prey. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a hard. I mean, if if you don't like comics and you know you like the pop culture type stuff, you might like this movie. But it's just if you're com- Cassandra Kane is going to break your heart. Yeah. For those who don't know, Cassandra Kane's in my top 10 DC characters ever. So I was really excited when it was announced that they were looking to cast Cassandra Kane. 
And even when she was cast, I'm like, that's fine. And then when the first promotional images came out on the trailer and everything, I was like, that's not Cassandra Kane. I don't know who that is. That's some homeless person pickpocketing people. That's not Cassandra. So, yeah, that, that, that ruined the whole movie for me. I do admit the action is really good. But... That's yeah, I, I think... I'm, I'm trying to think what it was. I think it was the trailer or a picture had her drinking a Slurpee. And I was like, look how they messed with my girl. <laughs> yeah. They they killed her off. I don't know. Well, they didn't kill her off, but they killed off Cassandra Cain's character. They could have named her just some random character. No one would be like, the, the character acted a lot like Cassandra Cain. Like, come on. So, yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and making her Harley Quinn sidekick at the end. Oh, <laughs> oh, such a heartbreaker. Don't remind me. Oh, God. I just saw this movie in February and I already <laughs> forgot about it. But here I am being reminded. <laughs> Number five. Wonder Woman. I think it's a solid flick. I don't love it as much as others do. I, I think the third act is a little tough, but um, other than that, I, I think it is a solid origin movie. I just I think it got a little overhyped by people, but I, I still enjoy it. Okay, that's fair. I, I like it a lot. Um, number five for me is Shazam, not Wonder Woman. I love Shazam a lot too. That, that's that's my that's my number four. So we're at least us. Okay, my number four is Wonder Woman. So, uh, for Wonder Woman, I think oh, okay, cool. the No Man's Land scene is one of the best scenes in a superhero movie in general. I was so excited when I saw it in theaters. Like I felt so emotional. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like I was. Uh, I unfortunately was kind of late to getting tickets. I still saw it day one, but I was kind of near the front. So no matter where my eyes were, I was just seeing nothing but the screen. And No Man's Land, when the music comes on, I I don't know why. I felt like emotional. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. So that that's kind of what gives it to me. I've seen it a lot since. I still think it holds up upon rewatch. I think Chris Pine's a great Steve Trevor, too. He's very likable. As far as Shazam goes, I love Shazam. Uh, there's just a few problems. I don't really like the villain too much. And I think it was a little cheesy at times. Like the opening scene with the car crash and uh, uh-huh. Savannah. I think that scene's like very... Home Alone-y. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like Shazam. I, I haven't even watched rewatch Shazam since I saw it in theaters, but I really liked it. But I should rewatch sooner rather than later. But yeah, I, I thought it was really solid. I love the heroes, but I would agree Savannah was a snore. Yeah, Savannah was just kind of meh. Um, number three, I guess, we'll go to. Aquaman. Same, Aquaman. Me too. I love Aquaman. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I love the theater being so hyped. I remember I saw it on the Amazon Prime like early screen. Yeah, I was like, that early. was awesome. Uh, it, it it fell off a little bit on the rewatch, but I still think it's really solid. Um, I I love Aquaman mythos. Uh, there's, the but at least they made him grow throughout the movie. Yeah, I mean, at first when it's like permission to come aboard, that's cool, but that's not really Aquaman. <laughs> and then afterwards, getting a yeah. beer, and it's not really Arthur Curry. And then near the end, when he becomes like king, it does feel like, okay, that's Arthur Curry. I can see Aquaman 2 being a lot more accurate. There are things I wish they could have done in this movie. I wish uh, it was more of like Throne of Atlantis, where they actually do go to land and they fight in like Metropolis or New York and whatnot. But I do enjoy the movie a lot. I I love Ocean Master. I love Black Manta a lot, for those who hate me now. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I really like Black Manta. Number two... Yeah, I'm 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 hyped for the sequel of Black Pan uh, Black Manta by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aquaman you mean? Wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Num- number two. Batman versus movie. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and number number one is Man of Steel, so I'm sure we're inverted here. Yeah, and my number two is Man of Steel, my number one's BBS. So might get a little hate for that from us both here. I we, we both love these movies. <laughs> 
Oh, they're they're great. I mean, I listen. I get the inaccuracies of Batman vs Superman. I they love it. I mean, that was another one that was like a three year hype because in 2013 they announced Ben Affleck as Batman, and they had that. I don't know if you remember this, the clip from San Diego Comic Con where I it's do. the Man of Steel logo, and then the Bat logo shows up behind it. Oh my goodness! I remember streaming that and going nuts. I, I was that also was watching the that most hype I ever yeah. felt like in my life. <laughs> same with me because at the time we've never seen these two on screen before outside like cartoons and whatnot so i remember watching that live and i was waiting for the marvel i don't know if you remember but they showed the marvel stuff right after and they announced like age of ultron and stuff but uh i was just sitting there waiting yeah. i was like okay dc stuff yeah okay superman sequel i liked man of steel a lot actually so i was like oh yeah man of steel too i'm excited for that and then when they showed the fat look i remember they read uh they read a quote from dark knight uh returns first yep and yep. <laughs> I didn't read Dark Knight Returns at that time, so I didn't understand. I'm like, so looks Luther cool? And the Bat logo appeared, and the crowd went wild, and I went wild. I was like in my bedroom at the time. I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited for that. And yeah, leading up to the movie, I was so hyped. I was like, that, that movie got me, like that announcement got me in such a Batman mood. Because right after, it was around the time I read Court of Alice for the first time, which got me into comics. So leading up to that movie, yeah. which was delayed many times, and then finally came out, and I was so hyped. I went with two of my friends. We wore Batman stuff, and oh, that the theater experience blew my mind. Even the ending. <laughs> this might be a little odd for some of you, but at the, I was uh, I just turned eighteen. The ending happened, and Superman dies, and I was like emotional. I was upset over Superman's death, and it's, you see his funeral and everything. You see people holding candles, and you see if you seek his monument look around you that was written on the ground by his grave i went out and i got a tattoo saying that it's a superman symbol because that i don't know that hit me hard that hit me like a bus if you seek his monument look around you that i was like i looked around the theater i was like oh my god like i don't know why but yeah that quote like it changed my life but it didn't actually i'm still the same guy i just got yeah. i just got a tattoo <laughs> It, it, it was really intense though like i obviously did not expect superman's death so i was like holy crap like that really hit me and then yeah that's like one of the best moments of the movie uh if you see his mommy look around you and then you get the uh ben affleck batman of uh men are still good oh my god i love yeah. that like, and you know music comes in still good and they want to start the team like that was the most hype for like snyderverse like yeah batman a little bit but god damn like i remember leaving that theater like the, the dcu is going to take down the mcu it's over for the mcu like it's time <laughs> to go and i was just so hyped like oh my god because just before um, that like as for sorry go on no, I was gonna say as for Man of Steel, like I, I love Man of Steel. Um, I think Zod is like one of the best comic book villains of all time, and yeah, I just, will. Find it, it made him. me like a big Superman fanboy. Yeah, me too. Oh, so it, many great quotes. Yeah. Man of Steel was the reason I became a Superman fan as well. Again, like both of these movies for me, they have a lot of flaws, but I I watch them every year and I love them every time. So, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, they're very close to being both number one. I like BVS just a bit more, just because I think the hype leading up to it. Because leading up to Man of Steel, I was just like. It's another superhero movie. Hey, I'll go see it. So, like, it wasn't as exciting for me as, <laughs> as say, the lead up to BVS, which I just, I th think I why I think it's the reason why I like BVS a bit more. But Jesus, Man of Steel really made me a fan, and it made me like him more. And Zod, I watched the movie so many times, and I still get chills when Zod screams, "I will find him," or when uh, he sends his message to Earth for the first time, and it goes on every screen in the world, like. That's scary. Yeah, I and always get good. chills at the first flight of like of like Henry smiling while he's trying to fly and like oh, failing. Yeah. Like, the, and, and the soundtrack for that scene is so great. Like, I get chills from that. Yeah, I listen to it when I drive. I listen to it when I go for runs. When I work out, like I listen to the soundtrack all the time. 
It's it's good. Same with BVS. Hans uh, Zimmer really outdid himself here. But yeah, that's the DCEU. That's uh, yeah. us getting emotional over superhero movies. Uh, I guess real quick, <laughs> X-Men. Yeah, real quick, X-Men. Uh, number seven. seven. X-Men The Last Stand. Same. Okay, it's a bad movie. The end. I, I've only seen it like twice, I think. The, 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 the first like... The first like quarter, maybe like almost first half, is actually really cool, and then all of a sudden it just like goes flying off a cliff. I like the Wolverine. Uh, somebody, moments, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I just hated Cyclops in that movie. Ugh. Yeah, and Cyclops was my favorite mutant too. So I was, I avoid that movie like the plague now. Like it has the virus, and I will not watch it again. Unless I ignore it. Yeah, I guess number six. For me, it's Dark Phoenix. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, you oh. like Dark Phoenix more? <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Thanks for watching a hero story. Uh, I really like Phoenix more. <laughs> um, I, why do you, I don't like Dark Phoenix at all. It's bad. It's a bad movie. I mean, the train scene is good. I think, I think both Apocalypse and Phoenix are bad, but I, okay, if I got to choose the Magneto scenes, choosing the Dark Phoenix Magneto scenes. Although I do love the Magneto as well, but yeah, I just think my movies are very poor with very poor villains. Why do you pick the Magneto scenes in Dark Phoenix? Like, why? Oh, I I love the idea of him having an island. Like the idea of him having power. I I did love him having the family and him killing those soldiers after he killed his daughter was really intense. But I love the idea of him like having his own island and like being like like it, it felt like kind of like what's happening in the X Men comics now. So uh, oh, yeah, that, that's what like I kind of just liked him like being the, the the mutant savior and then having to come back was really interesting. I guess it is similar to the Krakoa in the comics right now but i i don't know i found his powers was like what's the like remember the part where he takes the subway train out of the ground and then they do nothing with that it's like what was the point of that yeah yeah like that was a really cool feat but then like yeah nothing happened with it i have a pet peeve in superhero movies and even comic books where if there's destruction in the city that bothers me i don't know why like if superman were punch someone mm-hmm. and it goes through buildings that really bothers me for some reason so I I didn't like when he did that. I was like, oh, come on, man, don't don't destroy the streets. People have to pay for that. So, uh, yeah, number, number five is Apocalypse again. Terrible villain. He could have been way better. I mean, Apocalypse in the comics is on the scale of Thanos, but he was just yeah. Oscar Isaac in Power Rangers makeup. But oh well. Number yeah. four. X-Men 1. Uh, th- from 4 on, I like them. Uh, I think X-Men 1 is a little dated. I mean, it did come out in 2000 and started the superhero craze but um I, I still think it's a pretty solid flick okay there's I'm some good. cheesy lines like the uh like storm asking about the frog getting struck by lightning and she's like you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning same thing that anything else does like that's a terrible line but you know other than that it's a pretty solid flick i'm the same thing x-men one i mean it's cheesy but it's nostalgic i guess uh number three yeah uh x-men days of future past really okay interesting <laughs> yeah uh I, I i think it's extremely solid i just i like the other two a little bit more that's fair yeah my number three is x2 i i think x2 is good it's very it's probably the one i watched the most of all these x-men films but i enjoy it each time i think it has great action despite being one of the older movies reminds me of spider-man 3 action i guess they came around the same time uh my number or i guess now we're on to number two number two for you is x yeah, my, my number two is X is X two. I, yeah. I think X two is really solid. I mean, maybe it's because I have a lot of childhood nostalgia with it. Like I can yeah. remember like me and my mom watching it on DVD. So maybe that's what it is. But like I I still love it to this day. Yeah, my number two is uh, Days of Future's Past. It used to be my favorite actually, until someone convinced me not you. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's oh, yeah? like yeah, I did a rewatch recently and I remember like, oh, I watched um I guess we go on to number 1 here. This is a uh, first class I guess that's yours too. Oh, first class, so good. <laughs> but yeah, I did a rewatch a few months ago, and of all the X Men movies, and I got to first class, and I was like, "Wow, this is like way better than I remember." But you know, Days of Future Past is my favorite, and I got to Days of Future Past, I'm like, "That's really good," but I think I prefer first class. And then we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I definitely prefer first class." So yeah, first class is probably the best X Men movie. It's it's emotional. I love the scene where uh uh. Professor X has to convince Magneto to like join, and he gets him to turn the satellite in the distance by rem- giving him a happy memory. Oh, one of the best it. scenes! Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I like that scene a lot, and that's probably the reason why it's my favorite. But yeah, anything else you want to add? Yeah, first class is wonderful. I mean, yeah, that that satellite scene, like, uh, I think first of all, I think that they're uh, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy are two of the best young actors in the industry. Um, I, I think that both like brilliant so they both rock those roles um but yeah that 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 scene is really great of uh not not just rage and serenity like uh just like finding the balance in between and showing his old memory uh there's so many great magneto scenes i love the scene of him hunting the nazis in the bar and i find it really interesting that this movie was originally supposed to be x-men origins magneto and it was supposed to be just a movie about magneto his origins and uh, it's supposed to be like kind of like the wolverine one but after the wolverine one bombed they decided to retool this and make it first class instead so it would have been interesting to see a full movie like that bar scene. I didn't know that, huh? Interesting. I kind of, I'm kind of glad they yeah. they changed it to just an X Men First Class because it is a great movie. But that, I'd like to see a Mania movie one day. Okay. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I wish Fast Fender was still in the role. <laughs> yeah, me too. I guess they're done now. Okay, that's it for a hero story. So if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you feel we're worth. Uh, I would hope that you think we're five stars. Uh, if you're listening or else, we appreciate a follow or subscribe. And yeah, thanks for listening to the episode. For a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye.